Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans, and I'm glad to have you here with us today. We've got another great Mule Tip Tuesday to share with you. Uh, for those of you that don't know, every Tuesday evening we do a live Facebook event on our page TS Mules. And we take questions and and uh, we talk mules and have a lot of fun. So we've got another great one for you today. Um, this one went a little longer than normal. We had a lot of questions come in and, and we were having fun. And so we just kept on rolling. So hope you enjoy this. If I could ask you a favor before we get going, if you are enjoying these podcasts and you like to hear the things we're putting out there for you, we would love it if you'd leave us a review and give us five stars. We would sure appreciate it. So anyways, let's jump in. Here we go. All right. Well, welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday. Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. Uh, another great day. So, got some fun stuff to talk about. Got a few good questions and we got more rolling in it looks like. But uh, before we get going, I want to thank our sponsors, Ernest Brenneman Saddlery. He does a dang good job building saddles. You got his number? 417-589-0201. There you go. I had it written down on my phone, I just realized, but my phone is right there, so I can't see it. But I remembered it. Yep. Also, are you still talking about Ernest? Yeah. No, no. I'm oh, good okay. on Ernest. Um, also, Equine Jewel Design. brought to you by Equine Jewel Designs, who is run by Jacqueline, Jacqueline Holly, who is wonderful. She makes gemstone tack and more. So she does all kinds of stuff. And you can see more about that and stuff she's done in the past. I spent probably hours on her website looking at all her gorgeous pictures. So it's um, equinejeweleddesigns.com. All right. Well, um, hope you guys have been having a good week. Uh, a lot of you jumped on on Saturday and watched our live training session. Let me know how you like that if you was on there watching. Um, but it was, hit a button. Yeah, hit the, like, hit the like button and uh, let us know if you enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun working with Fancy. And we'll try to do it again. This Saturday we're, uh, we're going to a branding, so we won't have one this Saturday, but we're thinking maybe about um, Friday. So, anyways. What are you bumping me for? What am I missing? <laughs> supposed to thank everybody for the oh. tips. Come <laughs> on. By the dog over there. She never <laughs> She never... She never well, he writes script. down his side and puts it right here, but he doesn't ever write down. Actually, I write my part down on my you phone. You need to pay attention. But then I put the phone. Well, okay, you guys all know Max, our dog. He's kind of struggling lately. He's not doing very well. So I just, he distracted me over there. So thank you guys who watched the live video yeah. and sent us tips. That was awesome. We're super grateful. And we just are very humbled and blessed and yeah. just, Got some great friends on here, yeah. so thank you guys for doing that. Um, I want to talk about uh, our <laughs> our tip for the day, and uh, it has to do with frustration. Uh, I know a lot of you guys get frustrated. We see it in the clinic sometimes, and we're working on different uh, different moves, different exercises. It's easy to get frustrated. If you've ever been frustrated, hit the What's that face? The, the angry. Face? We call it a sunburnt face, not an angry face. Yeah, well, this is a sunburnt face right sunburnt, here. My forehead right here is burnt. <laughs> if you've ever been frustrated when you're working with your mules, hit the angry face. 
the sunburn just face. Punch just punch it. Just hit a bunch of it. <laughs> There's some. There's a couple. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. Look at all these angry faces. Make sure afterwards you hit like the like button <laughs> the or like something list. so that it doesn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, so frustration. So this last Saturday, I was uh, with my buddy, and uh, it was his. It was his annual branding, and um, I was up there with Riata, and and it was time to brand, time to rope, and he ropes everything and drags it to the fire, and and then brands and gives them their shots and everything else. But uh, apparently, it was my worst day ever roping. <laughs> he got a lot of he had a lot of opportunities to throw. Oh my again. gosh, <laughs> I uh, I was just I well first of all I brought the wrong rope. I brought my rope that I use for my mules, which is really soft and it has an aluminum Honda on it. Bobby, I do not look like a raccoon. Rocky raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading comments as they're popping up. Anyways. It's like a perfect I took, outline. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> people, at least people listen on, on the podcast later can't see my face. Yeah, you guys don't have to say anything. So, anyhow, so I took the wrong rope. I, I took the rope I used for, for roping mules and horses. That's not for healing calves. Anyways, uh, but I was trying to make it work because I didn't want to leave and go and miss everything. And Anyways, it would have been better if I would have. <laughs> anyways, I probably threw my rope 50 times and I caught. I actually caught a calf and took it to the fire twice. So, to say the least... The pictures made it look like it was more than that, but it was only two. <laughs> the, to say the least, it was like the worst, my worst branding ever. And hey, my grandma's on here again. Hey, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. Uh, it was the worst branding I've ever had, and I was really frustrated. I don't get embarrassed, um, but I was fresh, so I, wasn't, I didn't really care what people think there. and They were all good friends anyways that was there, so it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. But anyways... I was frustrated, and uh, it seemed like the more frustrated I got, the worse my throws were getting. And good old Riata, she's such a sweet gal. She's just hanging in there with me, dealing with me. She's like, come on, Ty, just freaking catch a calf so we can go. Anyways, but she did good. But I want to talk about getting frustrated because it seemed like I went through a cycle there where I was fine, and then I was building, and I was getting more worried and more frustrated and more worried and more frustrated. And then finally, I had to just cool off and just relax and take my time and go back to the basics of roping. And then I started catching. Now, part of the rules at my friend's branding is you ca you have to catch two hills to go. You can't just catch one. I caught lots of lots of single legs, but uh, and then it was getting better, and I started to build. And finally, I was catching again and. It was, yeah, Thomas, he says, the worst day roping is better than the best day at work. Yeah. Very true. Well, I don't know, for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I works. like his work. Well, I really like my job, so <laughs> it was just a bad day roping. Anyways, but I noticed that, that I just, as soon as I just cooled down and I just focused on the basics, things start, started to get better, and then the branding was over. <laughs> so, and then there were no just, more calves There were no more left. calves, so. But uh, anyways... Sometimes it's kind of like that when you guys are working your meals too, or you just can't get it. It's not working. It's not coming through. And that's when you need to focus and just just go back to the basics and get better with the things that you know you are good at. And uh, that's what we got to do with our meals sometimes is just go back to those basics. So that's my tip for you today is when you get frustrated, hang in there. Don't quit. 
The worst thing I could have done is in the middle of that, when I'm all frustrated, just walk away. That would have been... Thrown his rope first. Yeah, that would have that wouldn't have got me anywhere. I wouldn't have made it through. I mean, I wouldn't have come out good like I did. I felt good at the end of the browning, um, but if if I would have just quit, why? Well, it wouldn't have done anything for me. But that's what so many people do is they'll just, you know, when they're at that peak of frustration, they just want to quit and throw it all away. And I see people do that in different ways with their meals. Some people need to do that before they lose their temper or something. I guess but for most of you if you can just hang in there when you're frustrated don't quit just keep on going go back to the basics and get them good so anyways you have anything you want to add to that um I don't know just sometimes just taking a step back like just okay like take it a, a second mm -hmm. go back maybe one step and then work back towards that yeah yep. sometimes helps you know that's good that's good Anyways, let me know what you think of that tip. Let me know what you think of getting frustrated and trying to get better. Sandy just commented. She said, for, like when Ellie was trying to get Tina to lope the other day, <laughs> she just hung in there. That's right. Ellie Ellie did really good. Um, I will say she normally very often does get frustrated. She and does. I told her you can't get frustrated because you got a microphone on you this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that helped, but you know, yep. it's like attitude is everything because a lot of times Ellie gets frustrated really quickly yep. and then it's just that much harder of a day for her yep. rather than like that video we put or I posted, it was just on my personal page, but, um, and she really just had a good attitude the whole time and it made all the difference. Yep. Uh, Elkie just posted, she said, is it okay to take a personal timeout when you need to get your emotions in check? You bet. And like for me at the branding, uh, I didn't have to like stop, but I, I took a moment and I focused on my swing and I focused on my hand position and all the basics of roping and, um, and I just focused on that for a minute and just thought of, thought about it and then I cooled down and then I could go back to it. But well, and you said that you know, Riata was struggling a little bit. What was she? She was Riata. Riata's not scared of cows at all. Uh, she's she's a good cow mule. She doesn't want to step on them either. But she doesn't, want to, she doesn't want to push them. Um, or like, uh, she's like, oh, excuse me, little calf, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like trying to get over there, and usually I just shove through the calves, and, and they kind of peel away. And she's like, um, excuse me, little calf, could you, uh, could you move? It was funny. <laughs> like, go! There was, there was one point where she was just looking down, and Ty's, you know, working to move, and she just was like, oh, There's oh, a calf oh, right here. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's yeah. a baby. We can't step on it, Ty. And it was really yeah. funny to watch her work through but that. I, I like her just to move them. But anyways, that was her first branding. She did really good. Let's get into some of our questions for uh, today. I had one. Um, if I'll let you read these to me. She's got them in order from... So Stacy Scott left this on our group page. If you're not a member of our group, Ty Evans Mealmanship Clinic, you ought to be. If, if you like this style of mealmanship, you follow these teachings, you need to be on that group. Check it out, but go ahead. Okay, number one. When doing the circles, are you using a somewhat shorter inside rein to get some bend in the body? So Stacy's um, got this series of questions about uh, rolling the hinds and stuff, so... Anyways, from the circle, do I have a shorter inside range? Slightly, um, to keep that bend, yes. And I'll just, uh, I'm trying to create a bend when you guys are working on 
circles or moves like this on your meal, you're trying to create a, the bend with your legs first. Actually, seat first, seat, leg, rein. That's the order of operations. So, yeah, I'll have my seat set to go in the circle. I'll have my leg set. So, if, say I'm going to the right, my right leg will be back, my left leg's going to be forward. And I'm going to have my right rein uh, a little to the inside. But remember, I don't want to be holding on to that rein. I don't want to be hanging on that rein. I'm trying to get all this done on a loose rein. So, anyways, is Stacy on here? Have you seen her name pop up? I haven't, but she usually, I mean, yeah. I've seen her name every other time, so she'll she'll probably jump yeah. on. I see our pal Sydney on here. Hi, Sid. Okay, go to number two. Let me read the whole thing. Or... Uh, yes, okay. read quickly. <laughs> okay, no pressure. Okay, number two. Thank you for the tip about putting more weight on your outside stirrup to aid in decreasing the movement of the front legs when moving the hindquarters. It works. You mentioned in the training video about working one side as long as needed. Is that side the heavier, harder side? My mule does better and is somewhat soft when circling to the left and heavy with her flexion, but easy to move the hindquarters circling to, <laughs> it's hard to reach it all, circling to her right. So we worked more on the right yesterday with circles, moving the hindquarters and returning to the circle. What I'm not sure of is if I'm doing it correctly, is that because she's stiffer on that side? She'll gape her mouth open during the flexion and braces. So I keep moving the hindquarters until she stops gaping the mouth and softens up and then return to the circle. Is that what I should be doing? Yes. So when you're, so her question to, to get that in a short version is when she's working on rolling the hindquarters, returning to the circle, uh, the mule's bracing on her, pulling on her, heavy on her. What does she do? Um, the answer is to just hang in there. You have to hang in there. Remember, every time you guys stop doing something with your mule, anything, you can plug anything in. You stop, um, you stop sending them, you stop stopping, you stop going, you, you, whatever you're doing. Anytime you quit, you're confirming. So if your mule is heavy, bracy on you, pulling on you, heavy on that rein or whatever, and you stop there, you're confirming that that is correct. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect for you to stop. Uh, you just want it a little bit better. You just want a little bit better. So, Stacy, to answer that question, you're, yeah, you're on the right track. Hang in there until the mule softens up a little bit more and gets a little bit better, and then, and then move on. But then I'm going to stay on topic, though, for a little while until it gets to whatever standard I'm looking for. If it's their first time, obviously my standard is going to be lower. If it's their 500th time, my standard is going to be pretty dang high. So... All right, she had another piece of that. No, this, read, see, read down the bottom of that and see what the next question was. She wrote this huge long paragraph. Stacy, if you're on here, I uh, hope you're getting something out of this, but it's just a big long paragraph on here. I can't remember what the last question was. Um, I don't know if I can shorten it very well. Okay, well then don't worry about it. We're, we're gonna move okay. on then. sorry. <laughs> Stacey, I didn't read it beforehand. Yeah, she sent it's long paragraphs. All right. Um, Jesse Coltrane had a question that she just texted me right before this. I haven't seen Jesse's name on here yet. Jesse, say hello if you're on here. Um, oh, there she is. Yeah, she is on here. Hey, Jesse. Um, so she asked, how, she's got a mule she's working on named Mouse. And she said, How do I motivate this mule to not be so lazy? So that's the question. 
um, how do how can we motivate motivate our animals to move out better, uh, move with, with some enthusiasm? The best thing I can tell you to build life, build enthusiasm, build some momentum in these mules is to do it little pieces at a time. And the best place to start is your lateral work. So think about when you guys are moving the hindquarters or moving the front quarters, okay? Uh, one, one foot at a time is what I'm talking about. How much effort, how much life do, do those mules put into that? Are they real soggy and slow when you're, when you're moving those feet? Is it taking you forever to roll the hinds two or three steps? Is it taking you forever to get them to reach with the front? Uh, most mules that I find that are kind of pokey are also are in the beginning slow with this lateral stuff. So, Jesse, that'd be my first suggestion to you is to get Mouse, and I know Mouse, for those that are watching, I know this mule that she's asking me about, but I'd get her to where she can move her hinds, move the front with some enthusiasm, with some life. Then the next step is I will just build build kind of a, a work ethic out on the trail. So you're going down the trail. Jesse does lots of trail riding up in the mountains in Montana. And um, going down the trail, you can always work on slow, medium, and fast walk. So I'm not just going to hammer on the fast walk, though. I'm going to work on that slow walk and see how slow I can slow walk on purpose, not because she wants to walk slow. So I'm not just poking along. Some people are like, well, yeah, she walks slow naturally. But no, make her tippy-toe. Creep. Like barely stepping, tippy-toe, slow walk. And you'll find that's probably going to be hard for some of these lazy animals because they just like, no, they just kind of want to go there the speed they set. And then I'm going to say, okay, let's go for a medium walk. And I'm going to shift up to that. And then I'm going to say, all right, let's do a fast walk. And when they get that fast walk, I'm going to, I'm going to leave them alone and let them kind of go back down. And then I'll bring it up again. And I'll just build that over time. But anyways, Jesse, that's my suggestion for you is get your lateral, your lateral moves precise on time and with some life. So that'll be good. Anything you want to add to that? What he said. Okay. Give me some questions. Okay. All right. If you guys have questions, uh, lots of you already typed them in, so that's great. So Jason Smith has a question here. Go ahead. He said, how would you work with a mule that is bothered by things around his tail? How would I work with a mule that's bothered by things around his tail? Um, I like to do this, and I do this when I start colts always, is uh, I'll just get a rope around their neck. I'm talking about a lariat rope. I use a 60-footer. The one I took to the branding that screwed me up. Anyways. It's all the rope's um, fault. It's all the rope's fault. It's always the rope's fault. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, it, but it's a real soft, it's a triple X soft poly. Okay. Really soft, really flimsy type rope. Just really doesn't hold much of a shape. Anyways, I'll, I'll get that around their neck and I'm going to have them in a round pin. And, and I, so you got all this slack in your hand and I will just throw that rope maybe picture the mule going around that round pen to the left. I'm going to throw that rope up around its butt so it's going to be around the right side of its butt and I'm holding the rope in the middle of the round pen. And I'm going to kind of work my rope up under his tail. And as it gets up towards his tail, he might get a little scared. Just hang with him. Don't do much. Just hang with him. And what you're looking for is for him to roll his hindquarters to the left. And when he does that, that rope is just going to fall, fall off. It's just going to fall slack. So do that. And then send him around to the right and flip that rope up around his butt on the left side and kind of work its way up under his tail again. I'll do that over and over and over until that meal just learns that, oh, if it's, if it's bothered by anything around its tail, all it has to do is roll its hindquarters away and life is good. 
This is really important for those of you, I know a few of you on here, you guys are into packing. And if you're pulling a pack string, this is gonna be a valuable lesson for you. Or if you're roping in a branding pen like I was talking about, that's also a valuable lesson because ropes end up places that they shouldn't. <laughs> so uh, anyways, so that's what I do, Jason. And then uh, of course you can always do flag work and stuff like that. So thanks for the question, Jason. We'll have to good make one. a note of that and that's we'll have to make a video of that. Yeah, one we'll too. make a video of that. That'd good be idea. Good. Okay. All right, let's see what else we got here. Thanks for the questions. Jamie, good to see you. Sharon, Glenda Lynn, Tammy, hello. Judy Smith, Stacy. Uh, Nancy's on here. Good. Let's find us some questions, guy. Okay. Danny. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Natalie, good. Australia. Hannah. Anne. Hi, Anna. Anna from Australia. What's up? Elkie, good to see you. <laughs> all right. What else They're we got? all talking about your sunburn. Everybody's talking about my raccoon sunburn. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's Tammy Bradley. Good to see you on here, Tammy. Tammy uh, hosted a couple clinics for us in Florida a few years back. We'd love to get back down to Florida someday. Go ahead with the question. Oh, sorry. Um, what ground exercises would you use to rehab a mule that really drops the left shoulder and has a hard time with the bend? Well, if they're dropping the shoulder... That means that's just really just a weight distribution problem. So you just got to teach them to, to shift weight. And one of the very best moves is to roll the hinds, return to the circle. You'll notice if they really drop the shoulder like that, that going back to the circle after you've rolled the hindquarters on the ground, there'll be a big old glitch. There's going to be a big old pause right there, and they're not going to do it. So Tammy, I'd be doing lots of rolling the hinds, returning to the circle. So that's for the shoulder, and it has a hard time with the bend. Um, with the bend and keeping that nice, uh, nice supple and uh, slack in your rein, before that mule pulls on you, before it gets to hanging on you, you just kind of give it a little bump with the rein. At the same time, you're going to drive toward the hindquarters with the talent of your rope or your flag. Uh, anyways, you want to, you just want to get your mules looking for that slack rein all the time. I'm always trying to get my mules hooked on that slack rein to where they understand if they're there life is awesome so good question tammy thank you let's see what else we got michelle betsy hello where do you go for clinics joan do you go to california we do go to california we are really hoping that we get to go to dunnigan next month end of may we have a clinic in dunnigan california the hope very, your governor so lets us in. We'll the last see. weekend of May, right? The last weekend of May. Yeah, on our website, you can go to our website, tsmeals.com. It has our whole list, our whole schedule. Yep, tsmeals.com, and and we're already starting a book for 2020, or 2021, yeah. In 2022. In 2022, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, let's see what else we got. Ray, good to see you on here. Yeah, there's a question. Ray is always good about asking questions. Yeah, he is. Okay, he said, do you have any tips for me, keeping my mule's nose tipped towards me when doing the groundwork. Kind of talked about that. Ah, yeah. He said, I keep bumping the lead rope. Um, he tips his nose towards me for a while, but then it's like a daily struggle. Sure. He does fairly well when releasing the hinds. You know, Ray, uh, if you listen to that tip I just give um, Tammy, that'll really help you. But if they really get heavy on you, Ray, to where they're leaning on you all the time and they're pulling on you, I will roll the hindquarters, go to my circle. I'll roll the hinds, roll the front. I'll just keep changing it up. All those lateral moves really help you. I think, I guess that's kind of the theme of the day, isn't it? This lateral work. But I would, I would do lots and lots of that every time he gets hanging on me. Um, I had a mule I'm working here. I don't know. Did you see Melissa Pengrays on here? I did, did she, not. But 
she often watches these, but I got a meal I'm working that today he was, oh, he was just kind of pulling me all over the pen on the groundwork, really heavy, wanting to tip his nose out and drag me, pulling me all around. He had like a magnet stuck to him, pulling him all yeah. these weird ways. Oh, like. yeah, he was all over the place. So anyways, I just, I probably rolled the hinds, rolled the front. And those of you that are not familiar with that move, you can also find that on our website or on our DVDs. But uh, anyways, I probably rolled the hinds, rolled the front. 30 or 40 times in a 10 minute session right there with that groundwork. I just back and forth over and over. If he gets pulling on me, if they get hanging on you, uh, and this is also really applicable for a lot of these mules that kind of want to bolt away, pull on you and run away, is bend, roll the hind, roll the front, bend, roll the hind, roll the front. So Well, and go, like you talked about the slack, you know, kind yep. of be beating them to that, taking the slack out. Yeah, they need to know that slack is going to be a great place to be. A lot of them just don't know it. It's amazing how many mules don't know how to follow that slack rein, and they only operate off of contact. You know, you heard everybody hears about pressure and release. That's a pretty common phrase in the horsemanship and mulemanship world. I mean, you, you, you go just about anywhere and hear about pressure release. Well, for me, there's something that comes before the pressure. That's the signal. That's that the feel that we're trying to build. You guys hear me talk about that. But I want them following. That's To me, that's what being broke to lead means is when you give them a little direction, they follow it. They don't need pressure. That's what we're trying to get. So that's what we're, we're striving to teach our meals all the time. Good question, right? Thank you. Let's go to well, the that me, Well, that reminded me of uh, Megan's on here. So maybe Shane is watching too. Shane, yeah. Hunting. Remember that story when he they came and looked at mules the first time they came over? And he was just kind of leaning on um, the rain. The, he, I think he was holding the lead rope, and he just kind of had one leg tucked oh, and yeah. was kind of leaning on the lead rope. And I was like, maybe you could just lean somewhere else. And so then he put his hand up on the, the nose band, and then he just leaned. And I'm like, maybe maybe somewhere else yeah. and then, <laughs> on the breast collar <laughs> yep. and leaned, you know. And he was eight. He's, yeah, you he's all, almost... 13 now but, but anyway you know it's like these things you don't even notice when you're put, putting pressure on your meals yeah. and they just get dull to stuff yeah they get dull to help. it you know or they're sensitive and you know yeah or they don't let you do that because they're, 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 they're too sensitive but yeah all right well, who's this bob so you got a question here or is this comment oh that's a question i see a question, yep, mark. I see a question bob terwilliger <laughs> let's see what you got go ahead Scott. okay today when when working circles on on the ground then worked on rolling the hinds. When I went to working the hinds, my mules keep trying to back away from me. Any suggestions how to best yeah. resolve that? When I got in the saddle, he did a lot better with rolling the hinds. Yeah. Okay, Bob, uh, that mule I was just talking about working today, Melissa Pengraze's mule, he was doing the same exact thing. When I'd go to roll the hinds, he would just want to back up. Also, I got another mule here from Oregon that's uh, doing the same type of thing. When you're trying to roll the hinds from the ground, just keep on walking toward the hinds, okay? Sometimes they'll back up really fast. And don't feel like you have to keep contact with your rein or you have to put put pressure on your rein. Just keep walking toward the hip. And you're and not running keep, to catch nope, up. I will not. The, the mules will match my speed. I just keep on walking. I just keep pursuing the hindquarters. And I keep asking that same exact question until they find the answer. That's super important that you stay on task and you keep asking the same question until they figure it out and don't build if, up to yep. what they're doing <laughs> yep, don't rush them don't hustle them just keep on going 
But yeah, that's pretty much it. Just stay on, stay on course. Keep asking the same question. When they figure it out, then you can release. That's a good question, Bob. Thank you. Don on here, Karen. <laughs> Diane. Still talking about your sunburn. Yeah. Deanna, good. Debbie, good to see you on here. Lots of good friends. John Hoffman. All right. Okay, we're getting Let's there. find another question here. We're getting there. Uh, one in Spanish, sorry. Yeah, I don't I wish I spoke Spanish. We can use a translate thing or later. maybe that's Portuguese. Barbara, so you got a question here, Sky? It's not a question. Nope, but just saying. She says she loves the Saturday sessions. Glad. Good. Nancy, good to see you on here. Oh, wait. Uh, Is yeah, it okay? We oh, yeah. That. We, we answered that. That's right. Yep. Bobby, good to see you. Judy Smith. <clears throat> Great to see you guys on here. Let's see. Let's find another question. Okay. Denise, what bit should I use on a new-to-me mule, eight years old, and rides, but don't much else of don't know much else of background back to the snaffle bit yep yep that's right go back to the snaffle uh every you know i just i'll just check them all and and remember you guys no matter how far along some of you on here have bridal meals and horses and you've really done fantastic um at any time you should always be able to go back to the snaffle it's no different than us you know we all learned how to write in kindergarten or whatever um you learn how to write and spell through grade school, and it doesn't matter if you're a doctor, you've graduated, and you, you're amazing, amazing educated. You still need to be able to write, you know, and know how to spell stuff. All right, what Ready? else we got? Yep. Natasha asked, you, you've mentioned that you use five-star saddle pads. Which one do you use, the horse cut or the mule cut? And we get people ask all the time what yeah. thickness. Yeah, so I do love the five-star pads, okay? Um, I don't get the special meal pad. I don't think they need that. There's nothing special. I just use their basic pad. I don't even know what it's called, but just the original. And uh, oh gee, I think it's I think what's this? I can't remember the size. If it's 32 by 32 or something like that, but just the the regular original size. Uh, and and then I use the uh, I like a three quarter or seven eighths inch thick for the pad. But yeah, I don't need nothing fancy there. And actually, I think a couple of my five stars were just given to me. A few friends gave when me them, and won, I, I won and one of them. And one. Anyways, I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually okay. won one. Danny Wright. She said, my question is that with Jolene and then Fancy, with the scooter butt takeoff. Scooter butt takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good Is there to... a permanent cure like using the checklist every time that, or what would be the most important yes on the list or facing them we're facing them at a corner to mount. Sorry, it's like see-through. It's hard to read sometimes. All right, Danny. Um, I do the same thing with every mule uh, with the problems or not. I just go up the checklist. I didn't come up with that checklist. My mentors did. Some very fine horsemen. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> you wish. But I learned a lot from my mentors, Buck Brandman, Brad Cameron, and them good folks. They're good horsemen and good mule men. And, and uh, I just go up that list, you know, um, and everybody has maybe a little different list, but I don't. I, I just kind of go up that same, same as, as I've been taught there. And, and I got to achieve those things before I can move on. If I can't achieve those things, I can't move on to things. And uh, I have, even today, it, it grows by the day. I have so much more of an appreciation for that checklist and going through those, those steps every time, every time, every time. Well, it tells you where uh, the trouble yeah, is. Yeah, it does. Every... You find it. So I just keep on going through that. 
Um, I did the same thing with Jolene. Nancy's still doing the same thing with Jolene. Um, with Fancy, uh, that for those that don't know, I used a mule named Fancy this last Saturday uh, for live video, and uh, yeah, she did the scooter butt takeoff. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, she kind of took off on me a little bit, didn't she? Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, of course, today was good. Yes, you did really good. Today, today. was fantastic. She I think did. I seen Dina on here. Yep. Um, anyways, Fancy was was really good. To, well, she I stood there really like this. Good. She was she was better to get on. She she, she still shakes a little. Yeah, she didn't <gasps> run off today though, so. And yeah, I just keep going through that list, Danny. That's all I do. It's pretty simple stuff. All right. <laughs> Tammy said, you must have done a good job teaching Rihanna. Don't kill the baby. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, Cassie, good you to see you on here. Judy, good to see you on here. Oh, yeah, there's Dean right there. Patty, she's got a question. How do you stop the throwing up of the head at any gate change? Okay. Well, when they... Transitions. Yeah, when they're going through transitions and they kind of throw their head up, it kind of, it's like I was talking before, um, was it Ray's question? I can't remember. I think it was, or um, no. That, you, you know, whenever they change transitions and they throw their head up or whenever they brace on you, or no, it's Tammy's question Tammy, about dropping yeah. the shoulder. They drop the shoulder, anything like that. That tells you that there's a big problem in their balance. Remember, we're always looking for straightness and bend. The straightness does not mean like a rigid board straight. Um, that's often confused. People think that, oh yeah, oh straightness, yeah. Get them to go without bending, like they got a board up their butt. That's not what we're looking for. Is that politically correct? No, down their throat maybe. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> so cold. so uh, you know you straightness refers to them being level. Like if you used to put a level uh, across their shoulders, across their their hips on and stuff on top of them, they should be level going going uh, in any in any movement so anyways with the the throwing the head at the changing any gate i would i would just work through it um work on all your lateral movements and get more balance there they're out of balance somewhere that's what i do a lot of um and then this is going to be hard because you're going to have to get to where you can ride on course on a loose rein at all speeds and transitions um but later on, after you get that going, then you start working on carrying a soft fill and picking up a soft fill. And at some point, further down the road, you'll be able to carry a soft fill and shift up and down. And that will also, by the time you get there, you're, though, you're not going to have the throne of the head at the change of a gate. But that's that will help quite a bit too at some point. Good you question, guys, Patty. You guys also still wondering who Phil is? Because I, <laughs> we're supposed to pick up sure. a soft fill. Soft fill, this guy's joking. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. It's funny, though, because he says... are all going to get off of the He says Phil instead of feel. feel. <laughs> like making, he's she's making, making fun of my Utah, my Utah okay. accent. Joe asked, what do you do when you have a mule that has been flexed too much so that when you ask him to give to the other side, they immediately put their head to your knee, even if you yeah. didn't ask for it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Overflexion is, is just as bad as a problem as if they won't flex, as if they're braced up. If it's not connecting to their feet, it's a problem. So overbending, overflexing, don't do it. Now, her question is, they've already been done. They've already, it's already been ruined. It's already flexed too much. What do you do now? Break it down to small pieces. So instead of asking them to bend uh, all the way, which you wouldn't ask them to bend all the way to your knee because you're only looking for 90 degrees, but just ask them to tip their nose just a just a little touch, just a little tip, just barely a little bit, move, a little movement, and then release. And I would, that's how I would fix it, Joe. That's what I'd do to 
to get that tuned up. Well, and they um, just, they, you know, they think they're doing it right. They think, yep. oh, that's what yep. they're supposed to do. So, do, and, you know, you don't want to get after change it up. Or... You know, I, I do ask my mules to bend laterally every time I get on. Every time, every mule, their whole life, forever, I ask them to bend. But I do not ask them to bend all the way to 90 every time. Don't make that mistake. Just do a little here, a little there. You're just checking to see the accuracy. Because I don't care that they can bend to 90. I care that they bend as far as I asked them to bend. That's what I care about. So be sure you get particular about that. That's a really good question. That's a big okay. problem I see. And then that reminded me of the question about, I can't remember now who oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Somebody's asking. I took a screenshot of it, but it's on my phone. It's on this so. phone. Yeah. <laughs> I keep doing that. But um, And she asked if you could clarify what you mean by 90 degrees. Yeah. At what point of is supposed to be 90 degrees? Yeah. When I talk about bending them to 90, I'm talking about at the pole. Okay. I'm not talking about bending their whole neck around. I'm talking about at the pole. Um and you don't have to be like get all engineer on me and uh, you know measure out 90 degrees it's just it gives you a point of reference but yeah it's from the pole you just want okay. them looking that way not yep. all the way yep. to your toes i don't want them getting crooked getting their head crooked i don't want them tipping their nose out i don't want them uh, getting real high-headed all those things there's three elements of lateral flexion that we talk about in the clinics and stuff john hoffman looks like he's got a question or is maybe. he just maybe no uh, no nope, he's just saying question. what's up all right cool move on rachel good to see you she's here stacy scott you answered her question yep there you go it was about dropping the shoulder the last question so good. hopefully okay, we answered good. she it. found it yeah, yeah it was just really long stacy sorry for doing you good okay jody good to see you all of these people jump on and off these numbers go back and forth so if i say yeah. hi and you're gone well sorry <laughs> okay sammy do you know a whole lot about driving mules? I have a three-year-old mini who I'm training to drive and sometimes have questions. Can some of your in-the-saddle suggestions transfer to the cart? Uh, you know, Sammy, with the driving mules, I don't know a lot. I am not an expert on driving. I don't drive. Uh, I don't drive enough. I mean, I ride every day, all day long. The last time I drove anything was years and years ago, so I, I don't have uh, much uh, experience there or any... any uh, uh, professionalism as far as that goes but I can say this um, all the groundwork they need to have all of it there's the groundwork isn't any different for training one to drive it's just at the point where okay it's time for the first ride or it's time for the first hitch that's when things kind of go on from there so I can't add any more to that Sammy I'm sorry uh, let's move on to another Will you question. be coming to Pennsylvania in the future yep I'm coming to Pennsylvania next year what's that town called aren't you no, not this year. Not this year. Next year. I'm coming to Pennsylvania next year, Sandy. I don't know. Maybe I can't Kelly, remember if the... Kelly's on here, she could... Kelly Breitmeyer, are you on here? We can only remember the names of this year. I wish all my clinic hosts would be watching this every week, but they're all they're busy, I'm sure. Well, some of them still go to work. Uh, yeah, some of them are still <laughs> working. Thank goodness. I wish I was... Okay. Um, yeah, we were, we're coming to Pennsylvania next year. All right. In the fall? Do you remember? Yep, it's going to be in the fall. fall. Debbie, good to see you on here. Okay, how do you, Stephanie asked, how do you work with a mule that doesn't do well with golf carts or lawnmowers? Doesn't do well with golf carts and lawnmowers. You're going to have to buy a golf cart. You're going to have to buy no. extra lawnmowers. <laughs> no. No, no, no. You just got to get, get them handy, Stephanie. Get them handy. Get them broke. Get them to where you can, you can move them. Keep them centered. You know, we talk about this idea, this concept of keeping them centered a lot. We say it over and over. But get them centered. And then, and then it is just exposure. They might still be a little nervous about it, but at least you have a handle on them. 
and they're not going to run off with you. They're not going to bolt or do something dumb that, that won't do you any good. You know? They're going to kind of rely yeah, on gonna, what you've built on. Yep. They're going to, you know, if, they have, if there's no foundation, the house is going to crumble. But if you've got a good foundation, Stephanie, you can get them over anything. I don't do a lot of desensitizing. I spend a lot of time on getting them handy. All right, let's go. What else we got here? Okay. Christian Wright. Okay. Said, how do you get a mule, or yeah, how do you get a mule from turning away from you? Okay. My two-year-old, whenever she doesn't want me to doing whatever, she turns away from me to face her butt towards me. This is when I'm just brushing her, petting her, not while just training. So she's not always. It's not always when she's in a halter. So it sounds like like when she's going to catch her. Going to catch her, brushing her yeah. out out with her. She'll just swing her butt around. Yeah, right, Kristen. Well, um, if I'm just in the corral, say I'm in a in a smaller corral with the, with the with the mule. And it turns and and uh, turns away from me. There, I would probably just kind of maybe put uh, just kind of pitch the lead rope at the butt a little bit, and and then once she's kind of facing me a little bit, I would back off a little bit and try to draw that mule to me. Um, that's about all I do. But you'll notice that the more you you work with this mule, and as the mule gets older, the mule's two years old. It looks like yeah. yeah, it's just a two year old. As you work with that mule and get some things going, get some stuff cooking. Um, that uh, that meal's gonna, it won't do that so much, you know. When they're a little nervous, that's just they're just she's just a little worried about you, I think. Um, that's that's about it. So, good question, Christian. Barbara, good to see you. Kathy, Don, Macy. Macy. Yeah. Hi, Macy. Yep. I miss you. Connie, there's Connie. Hey, Dan Anderson from Australia. Jeff Pace, looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks, Jeff. I'm going to come to your packing clinic. All right. Let's see they're, what other they're questions. They're just saying they hope that the Ontario clinic yep, still goes. I hope Ontario goes too. We, really we shall see so. if, if, you, if they'll let us in or not. Uh, De there's a question. There go. Deanna? Would you please comment on Britchin versus Kruper? Britchin versus Kruper? It's whatever, whatever fits your needs. Um, I use a Britchin, uh, but I live in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. Everything is straight up. Everything is straight down here. I need a Britchin. Um, there's there are some people around here that ride with croupers. I've seen a lot of people ride with croupers and break them here. It's just everything's up and down here so much. But a lot of you are watching, and there's no mountains around you. You don't have mountains. Uh, a crouper is fantastic. You know, it it does plenty. If if you're, you know, I got I'm I think I got friends on here from from Kansas and Nebraska and that flat country, and they do have some little rolling hills, I guess. But but a crouper is just fine. So it's whatever you need there, but I definitely prefer Britchin. I like the support it gives uh, in this mountain country. So whatever whatever suits you on that. <clears throat> Dan's got a question. Hi, Dan. What's up, Dan? Um, real Good basic, day, mate. <laughs> real basic question. When you talk about picking up a saw fill, what exactly does that mean? See, told you we're all confused. Who's Phil? So since he's from Australia, I'm just so, kidding. Uh, yeah, no, or no, yeah. Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah, nah. no. All right, Dan. <laughs> uh, saw field. So if you remember when we did our little clinic in Australia this last fall, and I had you guys working on this, it, you know, we we'll start from a standstill. I'll have you. You'll have both hands on the reins, so and you'll be kind of wide and low on your reins, and you're going to kind of draw up on the rein, and you're waiting for that mule or the horse. Uh, Long story short, they kind of tuck their chin. That's what you kind of see in the beginning of it. This is hard to just explain with this, uh, just 
in a you know if I could show you it'd be a lot easier but basically I'm just kind of looking for them to tip their head down and in and soften up on the reins when I apply that uh, apply that feel on the rein and um, that's what I'm looking for and eventually this carries over and it turns into something we call collection way down the road to where they can carry that softness through their whole body but uh, anyway, ask ask Joe to show you <laughs> I was thinking that yeah too. yeah join cash she'll show you all right Manuel good to see you Marion Manuel said I would like to know the genetic background of your spectacular, spectacular meals, meals. All right, most of our meals here that we have are out of quarter horses. There yep. you go. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, the jacks in America here are, we call them the American mammoth jack, but there's Catalonian, there's Spanish, there's all sorts of different uh, breeds of jacks, but a lot of the jacks here in America are just such a mixed blood that it's just, you wouldn't know. All right, Wendy. All right. Wendy said, I'm having trouble getting Amber to back up. I work the backup or I work the backing challenges before every ride and she does pretty well, but in the saddle she's so heavy, I feel like I need to stretch her lips. What can I do to help her in the saddle without pulling on her mouth so much? Yeah. Okay, so when you're working on the saddle, if she's real heavy and it's become a tug of war, Wendy, um, and there's there's a few options. Um one, I would just try to hang in there. And the second she gives me the littlest step, I would release with that step. Remember, if you can't get one step without firming up, don't ask for two. That applies to any move you're doing. Uh, but hang in there. Um, and then sometimes if they're, if they're stuck in your saddle, you can kind of shift your weight back and forth. And I put, put my weight down into my stirrups. And remember, I kind of get my legs off them to kind of open up. And I will shift my weight back and forth a little bit, and you might slightly bring your left rein, right rein, but you're not sawing. You're just kind of tipping. Don't do not saw. That's a that's the quickest way to ruin your mule or your horse is by sawing. That's one of the worst habits that was ever thought of. But you just kind of tip your weight just a little bit, and and that'll help kind of loosen them up. And then when they take a step, release. And then if they're that heavy, remember, Wendy, that that's going to be your wall for that day. Go back to your lateral, your lateral stuff and get that stuff better. Get it way better because there's probably some breaks there. Well, I wanted to add, um, I think it was Ed Hoff that posted um, that he went back to a snaffle. Posted in what? Our group? In our group page, yeah. That yep. he went back to a snaffle and he mentioned that he, he had a decent backup with his more of like a bridle bit. But he went back to, sna to mm -hmm. the snaffle to kind of go back to basics and work on things. But he said he had like nothing yeah. in the snaffle. And so yep. we talked about that a little bit. And um, I don't know if you want to mention like, for example, like our challenges right now. If you've noticed, Ty hasn't gotten to backing in the saddle yet. And we're on week what? We are on, we're, this week 16? will be week 17. This and we still have not touched both rings coming up and so we still haven't so this weekend won't be either keep that in mind that you're so building lots of lateral work that stuff is big deal and it seems like that's the theme of this uh of this uh meal tip tuesday isn't it so mm -hmm. that's good for questions um we're out of time now so thank you guys for jumping on here we sure appreciate all of your questions you guys are awesome uh if i could ask you a favor if you're watching this uh live video please leave us a review on our ts mules page we'd love to hear from you if you guys are going to be listening to this later on the podcast, we would love to 
Uh, love it if you'd leave us a review and uh, five stars on the podcast. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. And hang on to your questions if we didn't get to them. We'll We'll get get back to them next week. Thank you. We'll see you.